You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 88, and today I want to give you uh, an excerpt, a free chapter from my new book, New Testament Snapshots, and this chapter is called Joseph of Arimathea. And New Testament Snapshots is a is a collection of, of, of 11 of the people of the New Testament that we wish we knew a little bit more about. Um, there's material written about them, but it's not very much, so we want to go behind the scenes and see what we can learn of these people. So today, Joseph of Arimathea. Joseph of Arimathea has the distinction of being mentioned in all four of the New Testament Gospels. His appearance is brief, however, but very dramatic and very important. Joseph was the man who made sure that Jesus received a proper burial and who donated his own tomb for the burial of Jesus. His role in the burial of Jesus would turn out to be one of the key factors later on in the church's preaching of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. The earliest gospel, Mark, says that when Jesus was crucified, an honored member of the high council, Joseph of Arimathea, who was waiting for the kingdom of God to come, gathered his courage and went to Pilate to ask for Jesus' body. And that's in Mark 15, 43. It's interesting to note that Mark mentions that Joseph had to gather his courage. Asking for the body of a dead criminal was unusual. The Romans normally did not release the bodies of those that they had crucified, especially those who were considered revolutionaries and insurrectionists like Jesus. The Romans would often leave the bodies of those they had crucified on the cross for days to serve as an example for other would-be revolutionaries. The fact that the Roman governor Pilate released Jesus' body to Joseph says much about Joseph's, Joseph's standing in the community. It also gives us a better idea of Pilate's own feelings about Jesus. If Pilate had truly believed that Jesus was a threat to the Roman government, it's very unlikely that he would allow, have allowed Joseph to have the body. Once Pilate confirmed that Jesus was really dead, he released the body to Joseph for burial. Mark records that Joseph took Jesus down from the cross and then wrapped him in a long linen cloth. The body was then placed in a tomb and sealed by rolling a large stone in front of the entrance. Both of these facts are very important for someone investigating the resurrection. Joseph physically removed Jesus' dead, mangled body from the cross. If there had been any hint of life in Jesus' body, Joseph would have detected it. When he wrapped Jesus in the cloth and sealed him in the tomb, it was clear to Joseph that Jesus was very dead. Matthew's account provides the reader with some additional information about Joseph. Matthew refers to him as a rich man from Arimathea, one of Jesus' followers. 
And that's in Matthew 27, 57. It's Matthew that lets us know that the tomb that Jesus was placed in belonged to Joseph. The rest of Matthew's account reiterates what Mark wrote. And Luke, Luke's gospel also draws heavily from Mark in his own book. He, Luke provides only one bit of new information about Joseph of Arimathea. Even though he was an esteemed member of the Jewish high council, he had not agreed with the decision and actions of the other religious leaders. And that's in Luke 23, 51. Luke wants his readers to understand that Joseph was not part of the conspiracy that killed Jesus. John's gospel is very different from the other three. It comes as no surprise that he provided additional information about Joseph and Jesus' burial. John referred to Joseph as a secret disciple because he was scared of the Jewish leaders. That's in John 19.53. In John's account of Jesus' burial, a second man was present helping Joseph. Nicodemus, the man who had come to Jesus at night, also came bringing about 75 pounds of embalming ointment made from myrrh and aloes. Together they wrapped Jesus' body in a long linen cloth with the spices, as was the Jewish burial custom. And that's in John 19, 39-40. Together, Joseph and Nicodemus got Jesus' body down from the cross. Then they wrapped him in a long linen cloth that the other three Gospels mention. The addition here, however, was that Nicodemus had brought 75 pounds of embalming ointment. Jesus was wrapped in the cloth with the embalming ointment, ointment before being placed in the tomb. Both men were there to confirm that Jesus was truly dead. Both men were there when his lifeless body was placed in the tomb and the tomb was sealed. There's been much speculation through the centuries that the resurrection of Jesus was a hoax. Jesus had not really died on the cross. He had only fainted from the blood loss and shock. The coolness of the tomb, however, revived him and he managed to roll the stone away, escape from the Roman guards, and then appear to his disciples, convincing him that he had been resurrected. In apologetics, this has been referred to as the swoon theory. For more information about the swoon theory and other arguments against Jesus' resurrection, check out my book, Reflections on the Resurrection, and there'll be a link in the show notes for it. I examine all of the evidence, both for and against the resurrection. John dispels any notion that this could have happened. The Romans were experts at killing people. John is the writer who witnessed a Roman soldier stabbing Jesus in the side with a spear to make sure that he was really dead. Two eminent Jewish leaders then took the dead Jesus down from the cross. They prepared his body for burial and placed him in the tomb. There's no question in their minds that Jesus was dead. If by chance they did miss some signs of life in Jesus, wrapping him in 75 pounds of spices would have surely smothered him. Joseph of Arimathea's role in asking for Pilate to release the body of Jesus to him was an important piece of evidence for the resurrection. Of course, God could have resurrected Jesus in any way that he chose. But the Old Testament prophecies indicated that Jesus would be buried. If Jesus' body had been tossed onto the garbage heap or in a common grave, the resurrection story would have lost much of its dramatic effect. 
Because Joseph was willing to take a chance and ask Pilate for the body of Jesus, he has become intricately connected with the greatest miracle in history. Well, now it's your turn. Here's a couple of discussion questions. When was the last time that you did something that required a lot of courage? Number two, who is the most courageous person that you know? And number three, what is it that makes that person so courageous? I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thought on this chapter on Joseph of Arimathea, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on these discussion questions. Go to davidspell.com, leave me a comment or a question in the comment section for today's post. And while you're at davidspell.com, make sure you subscribe to get my free newsletter. Subscribers get um, each blog that I post during the week, and I publish three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and they come right into your inbox so you'll never miss a single issue. But subscribers also get my free subscribers-only newsletter that I send out once a month. It's full of extra information, other leadership tips. You're the first one to know about all the special deals and, and, and new projects that I'm working on. And it's also full of information about what Annie and I are doing in Brazil. Well, now it's time for this week's resource highlight. And it's no surprise, the resource highlight that I'm going to recommend this week is New Testament Snapshots. This book is live on Amazon. It's only available as an ebook through Kindle, and I encourage you to check it out. It's only $3.99, and like we said, it's got um, uh, chapters on 11 uh, of, of the people from the New Testament that you read about, you see, your, see their names, and you wish you just knew a little bit more about them. So we go in, we look at what the New Testament says, and we also look at um, some of what the early fathers had to say, the, the church fathers. We also look at what tradition and history had to say in some of the cases of the people that we look at. So New Testament snapshots, check it out. It's out just in time for Christmas. It'll be a great gift for everybody on your list. So make sure you check it out at Amazon. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. Thanks for uh, uh, being a part of this journey. If you enjoy leading and learning, how about going to iTunes and give us a rating? Your ratings help push us a little bit higher in, in, in the ratings so that we can get our content out to more awesome people just like you. So until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to pursue your passion. Mm-hmm.